Elevation of the soul and loving memory of my father, Shlomo Chaim ben David. This week we read the Torah portion, Bereshit, Genesis. And God commands Adam and Eve and every human being, especially Jews, which the Torah was given to, to be fruitful and multiply. So the first mitzvah chronologically the first mitzvah that we have to obey and carry out and is our mission statement in life is to get married and have children. How many children do you have to have to fulfill the commandment? One boy and one girl. And the philosophy is very clear behind the mitzvah because the more children you have, the more servants, the more soldiers there are in God's army, the more people are populate the world that serve God and praise the Lord and sing His praises. And Maimonides just brings out a beautiful point that each human being is so unique and precious is that every child you bring into the world is like you built one world, right? Because you know how the Talmud says on Schindler's list, whoever saves the life of one Jew saves the whole world? So same idea, by the same token, if you bring a new life into the world, that life is so valuable that you brought a whole new uh, world into the world. So um, I just want to say that this mitzvah is one of the most super unique mitzvahs, this mitzvah of marriage and children. I had a Rebbe, Rabbi Ephraim Zatzal in Neri Israel, and he said something which is very important before we even start this class, and that is, that um, usually all the mitzvot of the Torah, how old do you have to be to start to do them? 13, right? Yeah. But the Talmud t- teaches us regarding getting married, you have to be how old? 18. What? You start looking at 18, 20, you start running after it. Ah, the question could be asked, why is this different than all other mitzvahs? So you see already from the oral Torah, from our tradition, from our rabbinical tradition, that this is not a game. Getting married and bringing children into the world, you don't want them to, God forbid, be dysfunctional. When you get married, it's a very unique mitzvah because you're building a house. Like we see, like when we bless the Chatan and Kala, we see, Shetivnu Bait Ne'eman Israel. The husband and wife, the sum is greater than, it's not one plus one. Equals two. One plus one is equaling a very important institution in the nation of Israel. It's a new household. It's a new bayit. And there's a tremendous amount of responsibility in being a father, right? Being a husband. So already off the bat, you see that even thousands of years ago, they realized that this mitzvah is different than the other mitzvah. Even though every other mitzvah, you have to be how old? 13, this you have to be 18 because it requires a certain level of maturity certain level of responsibility. And unfortunately, in today's day and age, some people it takes them to 30, 40 years old to become mature, which is maybe why we have such an epidemic of people not wanting to get married because we live in a society where people run away from responsibility and they just want to have fun day and night. But tonight's topic is more dedicated to the idea of What age does one need to get married at? 
How far can you push off getting married? Question number one. Is it 25? Is it 30? Is it... Because also you have to understand, if you want your children to really be Jewish and God-fearing, you yourself have to know Torah, right? Because who's going to teach them? You. So second question is, what's more important? To learn Torah or to get married? And how do we balance these two together? So the Talmud deals with this very directly in Mesechta Kedushin. By the way, 20 years ago, when I was a single and not married, I wrote a whole essay on this topic. And that's what I'm using for the crux of the, the class tonight. In the book Or Haner, which was published in 1999, Tavshinayin Tet, on page Resh Kaf Aleph. So the Talmud over there says something fascinating. And that is, it directs us into how to make this important, crucial choice. Because, I want to also say something else here. The Chida, based on the Gemara and Berachot, says, Al Zodit Palel Kol Chasid, King David in Tehillim says, the righteous person, the pious person, is always praying for this. Right? What is this? So the Gemara says, this is a wife. Because basically, your whole legacy and life and quality of life and who your children are going to be is based on who you marry, right? It's kind of like the most important choice you're going to make in your life. So it's important to make it wisely and informatively. So the Talmud says basically, Tanu Rabbana, page 29, Mesechta Kedushin, Amut Bet. Lilmot Torah... So base case scenario is, if you have a chance to get married or be a Torah scholar, which one should you do first? Become a wise man, become proficient in Torah, or get married first? The Gemara says, it's highly recommended first to what? Learn Torah, then get married. But, there's a big but here. But if it's impossible for you to be without a woman... Which Rashi is going to explain to us what that means. Yisai shavachakach yilmot Torah. Get married, then learn Torah. So Rav Yehuda Bar Shmuel says, Halacha is like this. First you should get married, then learn Torah. So he argues. Rabbi Yochanan has a problem with what Rabbi Yehuda, his colleague, says. He says, Rechayim besavorov yasek betorah. Everybody knows that all women women are demanding, and especially Jewish women, because they're all princesses. So Rabbi Yochanan protests, and he says, if you have like a rechaim, rechaim is like a mill, a mill that you have to grind stone, grind and make wheat out of. If you have a, a millstone over your neck, how could you learn Torah? Right? Because you have to have a happy wife to have a happy life. So he says, no, Learn Torah first. Torah takes precedence, Rabbi Yochanan says. Then you should do what? Then you should go get married. So the Gemara says, you know, really, everybody agrees here. It just depends on who you are. The law pligi, halahan halahu. This is for us, this is for them. Everybody is in agreement, depending on the person. So Rashi gives a very beautiful answer of 
What does it mean, us and them, right? Certain people are in the category that should get married first. Other people are in the category that they should learn Torah first. So Rashi says something beautiful, which reminds me of what my uncle told me. Rashi says in Babylonia, life was much easier than Israel in the time of the Talmud. Because like they said this, in the old country in our Iran, one person would work, ten people would eat. But here in America, you have to work so hard, ten people work for one person to eat. So it says like this. Rashi says something beautiful. Babel, Babylonia at the time, was a very blessed economically. And it was a culture where they would make money easily. And it wasn't hard to make money. So in such a scenario, even if you get married, your wife is not going to be choking you down the throat. Oh, I need challah, I need thing, right? Because basically something to keep in mind also. The Gemara says, a lot of fights between husband and wives is over what? And this has been proven even in today's society. The Talmud said this thousands of years ago because of money, right? A woman is very, wants to look decent, drive a decent car or wear decent jewelry and uh, she doesn't want to feel humiliated or behind the Joneses. So in a society where it's easy to make money, why not get married and your wife would let you learn Torah, right? Just like you guys are coming here and learning Torah right now. But, where do those authorities in the Talmud say you should first learn Torah, then get married? That's in like in Israel, Rashi understands the Talmud to say. Where, basically since it was a hard lifestyle there, you understand what I'm saying? Basically, you're going to be an ignoramus. If you don't go to yeshiva first and study Torah, you're never going to have a chance. So, best, the Talmud is giving you the advice of to do what? To first go learn Torah, then get married. But, there's a very interesting commentary which is very important to what I want to say now. Because we're going to see a chazonish, one of the greatest minds in the last hundred years. The, the Tosfot, Rehazakin in the Gemara understands the Gemara a different way. You know how he explains it? He says apple and oranges, A and B, Halan, Halahu, is talking about two different people. Some people are so, I'm sorry, they can't focus. You know, to a certain extent, all of us in this age of smartphones have a little bit ADHD, right? We can't focus. So he's saying, a poor guy, he, why God created our body that we want to pre- procreate our hormones and stuff. So somebody that has, cannot, you know, we have to understand something very clear. It's a sin to have thoughts, sexual thoughts, right? Bad thoughts in our mind. Because it says in Shema Yisal, Velo taturu nechem. It's the same thing as eating not kosher. It's a reality. It's even worse in a certain way, which I want to explain later in the class. So the Rehazakin says the people that need to get married first are the people that not that even they, they can't focus on Torah. This is plaguing them, these thoughts of marriage, and they emotionally and physically and hormonally they need they need a wife. So those people should do what, Benji? Get married. They should get married because 
We Jews do not believe in premarital, you know what? And it's a sin even to think about it and fantasizes about it. On the other hand, the other opinions in the Talmud that say, no, you could put it off. There's certain type of people, they have a lot of self-control. Once they learn Gemara, they get so drowned. It drowns out all the other static. You know, they're very focused. And they don't leave. You know, they're kind of the type of people that can learn in Yeshiva for 30, 40 years, Kolel. They just get infatuated and the Torah just encompasses them. For them, they don't have any bad thoughts coming into their mind. You understand? So those people have the permission to do what? To get the Torah done first, to become proficient Torah scholars, then go after what? That beautiful wife that God would send them. It seems the Rambam concurs with the understanding of the Rihazak. And let me read for you a Rambam. The Rambam says like this. The Rambam says, The Rambam, which was uh, the wisest of all men, right Benji? He's your great mentor and hero. He always was a great doctor and very successful in the secular world. He says basically, the right thing to do, le'olam, is always to learn what? Torah first. Learn Torah, because as we see, unfortunately, amongst my own friends that I went to yeshiva with, many people, once they hit the business world, they don't have time for anything. And once you put kids and a wife in there, they're not going to become Torah scholars. Right? It just... Even in today's world, you know that. When when you have less responsibility and more time on your hands, you have time to learn Torah. Once you have a, each child that you have is its own older world and it's a responsibility and you need to devote time to them and that is your responsibility and your wife, you need to have peace with her and peace is that you talk to her and devote time. So the Rambam says the right thing to do in life is always to learn Torah. But he acknowledges the problem that we said. Let's say you can't get these Hirhurim, right? Those sexual thoughts out of your mind, which is what the Rambam is saying. He says, the im yitzro mitkaberet alav. If the, if your desire is overwhelming you, right? The Rambam says, that you can't even think right, right? You can't even focus on Torah. Then, in such a case, you have to get married and learn Torah after. So you see from the Rambam already, that he is agreeing with the Rehazaking, that it's not a geographical difference between, you understand, Israel and, and America, Israel and Babylonia. It depends on, it's a, it's subjective, right? Is the person able to focus on Torah and not have these bad thoughts? So for him, what's the rush, right? On the other hand, we would never want somebody to be sinful. Let him get married and hopefully, It'll make his mind, right? He has the wife, he has the bread in his basket, like the Gemara says, oh, elsewhere. And he would be okay. Now let's go to the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch is very interesting. The Shulchan Aruch says that basically he says like the Rambam that He brings out the idea of 20, the Shulchan Aruch. That 
Mashma Shitata Mechaber Ledia Shesh Heter Acharchav. So the, the Shulchan Aruch says, again like the Rambam, that we need to what? Always learn Torah first. But, Bishum Inyan Lo Yavor Mikav Shana Belo Isha, Miu Imo Sekma Torah but the Shulchan Aruch says, you do have permission to put it on the back burner, even after 20, if you're worried that if you get married, you're not going to have time to learn Torah because you have to support your wife and kids. And therefore, you could go back. Now, it's very important to Ravavadya brings in his response and he would advise people, I know firsthand, because one of my friends was neighbors with him. Rabbi Vadia brought out also another opinion. I'm going to get back to the Shulchan Aruch in a second. But there is also opinion of the Yamshel Shlomo. The Yamshel Shlomo says like this. He says, you could have your pie and eat it too. What if you well, you marry a wealthy person, right? That when you get married, he supports you or your wife. See, this is the thing you were addressing. Again, I want to say this because it really, really needs to be said. We're living in an angel generation where they are, there are angels and they're in the female form. And there's literally thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of them. Women that I'm jealous of where God is going to place them in the world to come. Women that love Torah so much that they tell their husband, learn as much as you want, I'll support the family, right? Such a thing is not unheard of. This same Gemara that I talked about, the Ran, one of the greatest Sephardic Rishonim, understands that, Rabbeinu Nisim says that in Babylonia, this was the custom of the women, that they were extraordinarily righteous women, and they loved Torah so much that they told their husband, we can get married and you learn as much as you want. I'll do, I'll both be the mother of the house and I'll take the financial burden also. So if you do have such an opportunity, then why not get married at a young age? Because even the most righteous of all people could, could potentially see something that would bring hirhurim, you know, bad thoughts to him. So, if, if that's a possibility, the Yamshel Shlomo, which was one of the great Achronim, he braces it on the Rosh, there is such an opinion that do that. Now, the Shulchan Aruch clearly says that we do have permission to go after 20 because we have to go back to the basics. The Talmud in the Mishnah says, what's the age you should start looking? 18. By the way, I saw a beautiful thing. How do we know 18? Where do we get 18 from? So Rabbi Yosef Engel, one of the Mepharshim and Kedushin says, we know this from Yaakov and Yosef. Because Yosef was 17 and he wasn't married. And Yaakov is the pillar of Torah, right? Abraham was the pillar of kindness. Isaac was the p- pillar of prayer and um, self-control. And Yaakov is the pillar of Torah. Now, if Yosef was the apple of Yaakov's eye, why wasn't he married by 17? It must be that Yaakov was waiting for him to turn 18, then find him an appropriate right. You understand? So that's kind of how he says a cute thing, how we know 18. But the Talmud over there says 20, already you can't joke anymore. You have to run and 
by all means, like you're running after, you haven't ate for a few days and you're running after your, your, your dinner or your breakfast to eat, you have to be very serious about it. So the Bet Shemuel says something very interesting based, he wants to explain the, the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch and the, and the Rambam. He says something fascinating. He says that the Rambam would agree that you always learn Torah first, like we said, and then get married. There's another Rambam that says, let's say you want to extend. Now what's the, is there a cutoff time? 25, 30? I mean, right? You like learning Torah. So are we going to put a deadline of where you need to file your spiritual taxes and pop the question and find a suitable spouse or not? So the Betrumel says something fascinating. He says we know, we don't find anywhere in the rabbinic Rambam literature because the Rambam brings a, the the classical person that loved the Torah and never got married. You know who? His name was Ben Azai. He was a student of Rabbi Akiva, and he was the type of person he was so infatuated by Torah, he was obsessed with it. He couldn't get married because he couldn't like kind of like the Rambam says such a person is not a sinner. Obviously, he's an exception to the rule, and we shouldn't necessarily emulate Ben Azza, you know what I'm saying? Because there's the problem of Hirhurim. But Ben Azai was Osek Ben Mitzvah, Patura Mina Mitzvah. Since he was so infatuated and toiled in Torah, he never was able to get married, and he, Rambam says, don't think he's a sinner. So what comes out from here is something very fascinating. The Bet Shemuel brings out is that according to Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam, number one, if you're worried that you don't have enough money, avalim hayatarud lemezonot ve'yitzro enu mitkaperet alav. If you're worried that if you get married, you're going to have to work and then you're not going to be able to learn anymore, right? You live in such a society, in such a situation. And secondly, very importantly, you don't have any what? Bad thoughts, right? According to the Shulchan Aruch, the way the Bet Shemuel understands it, you can really do what? Go till 30, go till 40. I mean, obviously you want to have a, get an age where you could get married. But it comes out something very practically for, because I'm not talking to Yeshiva Bachram here. Most people that will watch this video, I want to come back and say something else. So if Shlomo Zalman brings from the Gemara, the Gemara says God is always waiting till the age of 20 that you get married. If you don't get married by 20, then God says your bones should explode. So, Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach, one of the great postgim says, this doesn't apply to somebody that's learning Torah, right? Because the Talmud itself gives permission for him to go back. But it comes out something very scary. Somebody that is not learning Torah, right? And he's wealthy, he's making money. He has absolute, under Jewish law, I want to make this crystal, crystal clear. Because this is what the bottom line of this class is. You have no permission, you really need to get married. And the people that... Delay it, are getting this Talmudic 
what the Talmud says, that God is waiting for you to get married once you eat 20. Now obviously, if somebody can't pay for the wife, right, he doesn't have the financial means, you could say, that you know what, what can he do? Nobody's willing to marry him if, because he doesn't have enough money. But we see that the Talmud does take that into consideration. And that's why you get married at 18 or 20 rather than 13. But I know plenty of people in this city that are not serious about dating. They're religious and they think they're, they're going to have... Hashem is not approving of what they're doing. You have financially stable and you're not learning... It's not The reason you're not getting married is not because you're learning Torah day and that you're a businessman. And the Chafetz Chaim says something beautiful. Chafetz Chaim says, bottom line is, he argues on the Rambam and he, he, he I think... The tradition of most religious Jews in the world today is to follow the Chavetz Chaim because he really was our Kohen Gadol. Chavetz Chaim says something very beautiful. He says, even if you're learning Torah, I am going to give you a limit. Really, the Yamshal Shlomo gives this limit. If you look in the Paiskim, the Rosh wasn't sure. We see the Ramam really doesn't give you a exact date, how old you have to be. To, but we see this in the Gemara. That the Chavetz Chaim says, even if you're learning Torah by 25, then, you know, you've learned enough Torah, time to, you know, get to the first mitzvah of the Torah. Because Rav Avadia, in one of his responses, says that in a way, getting married is more important than Torah. Because we, if, if in a community, they can't pay for a wedding, we even sell the Sefer Torah. Right? To pay for a wedding. So in a way, getting married is even more important than Torah. So, it's a tremendous, tremendous mitzvah. And those people that are lazy are really, right? You have to have a heter. You have to have a halakhic base to, to put it back. And I just wanted to bring out the Chazonish. The Chazonish has something fascinating. The Chazonish, which was the godfather of Judaism in the modern state of Israel, he was the one that sat with Ben-Gurion and got the Jews, Haredi Jews, not to go to the army. He says a fascinating thing. The Chazonish's shita is, I'm quoting him, this is the Chazonish, Siman Kuf Memchet, based on the Gemara in Kiddushin. He says like this, Mikol makom lo ya'acher mikav shanim, dahatanya ve'i efshar belo ishab, l'achar tashi ha'vei kol yamav bihirur. The Chazonish argues on the Chafetz Chaim, and he argues on the Ramam, and he says something beautiful, which I'm going to explain to you. I, I was thinking about this a long time. He says, even if you want to become a Talmud Chacham and study Torah, you have a deadline, 20. Because the Talmud says, after the age of 20, your body so much needs to procreate that all your days are going to be with bad thoughts. So, he says, even because you want to become a Torah scholar, that's up to when, Chavetz Chaim says 25, right? He says up to 20. So, where is the, what's the, the depth of the Chazonish? We see that the Shulchan Aruch doesn't say such a thing, right? The Shrambam doesn't say such a thing. The Rosh doesn't say such a thing. So I wanted to explain the Chazonish that the Chazonish is just talking about common human. He's talking about reality, right? Mm-hmm. The Torah is such a beautiful book. You know why? Because it, God manufactured us, me and you, and He knows what's going on in our minds and what our, physiology, psychological and physiology, uh, our body needs, our, the needs of our body. 
And definitely to procreate and have a wife and relationship is something very essential. The Gemara says, it's like eating, right? Can you fast forever and not have it? It's, it's, it's a very natural thing. And I think the Pshad and the Chazunish is very deep. The Chazunish says, there comes a time where God, the manufacturer, says, yes, your body is so much in need of this very essential human need of having procreation and sexual desires that the Talmud itself is saying only after, until the age of 20 can you have self-control and not let the bad thoughts enter your psyche. But after that, it's not. So, especially in today's day and age where there has never been so much immodesty in the history of mankind, it is very, very highly recommended that parents, this is one of the things parents have to do. Parents have an obligation to teach their son Torah, make him Brit Milah, and rather than living in houses where there's so many rooms that they don't even use or driving cars that are luxury, parents should support their kids to get married because that's the greatest blessing. Ure banim levanecha, shalom al Israel. The greatest peace a person could have is, is, um, hugging his grandchildren. And he has reached the ultimate climax of his life, that he can know that he's in peace. So especially in today's society, it is absolutely wrong, if definitely you're not in yeshiva, to go after 25 and delay it. And really before 25 either, that's heters only because you're learning Torah. So may Hashem help all those singles get married and only have pure thoughts because... Somebody that's without a wife is without Torah, the Gemara says, is without a, a guardian angel, is without peace. And when you get a wife, you become whole, you get peace and all the blessings of the Torah. And may Hashem help all, all our community heal and do the right thing at the right time. Amen.